troops from the Western Front, and part three, to wear down the strength of the forces opposed to us. Three. While my final preparations were in progress, the enemy made two unsuccessful attempts to interfere with my arrangements. The first, directed on the 21st of May against our positions on the Vimy Ridge, south and southeast of Souches, resulted in a small enemy gain of no strategic or tactical importance, and rather than weaken my offensive by involving additional troops in the task of recovering the lost ground, I decided to consolidate a position in rear of our original line. The second enemy attack was delivered on the 2nd of June, on a front of over one and a half miles from Mount Sorrel to Hooge, and succeeded in penetrating to a maximum depth of 700 yards. As the southern part of the lost position commanded our trenches, I judged it necessary to recover it, and by an attack launched on the 13th of June, carefully prepared and well executed, this was successfully accomplished by the troops on the spot. Neither of the enemy attacks succeeded in delaying the preparations for the major operations which I had in view. 4. These preparations were necessarily very elaborate and took considerable time. Vast stocks of ammunition and stores of all kinds had to be accumulated beforehand within a convenient distance to our front. To deal with these many miles of new railways, both standard and narrow-gauge, and trench tramways had to be laid. All available roads were improved, and many others were made and long causeways were built over marshy valleys. Many additional dugouts had to be provided as shelter for the troops, for use as dressing stations for the wounded, and as magazines for the storing of ammunition, food, water, and engineering material. Scores of miles of deep communication trenches had to be dug as well as trenches for telephone wires, assembly and assault trenches, and numerous gun emplacements and observation posts. Important mining operations were undertaken, and charges were laid at various points beneath the enemy lines. Except in the river valleys, the existing supplies of water were hopelessly insufficient to meet the requirements of the numbers of men and horses to be concentrated in this area as the preparations for our offensive proceeded. To meet this difficulty, many wells and borings were sunk, and over 100 pumping plants were installed. More than 120 miles of water mains were laid, and everything was got ready to ensure an adequate water supply as our troops advanced. Much of this preparatory work had to be done under very trying conditions, and was liable to constant interruption from the enemy's fire. The weather, on the whole, was bad, and the local accommodation totally insufficient for housing the troops employed, who consequently had to content themselves with much rough shelter as could be provided in such circumstances. All this labour, too, had to be carried out in addition to fighting and to the everyday work of maintaining existing defences. It threw a very heavy strain onto the troops, which was borne by them with a cheerfulness beyond all praise. 5. The enemy's position to be attacked was of a very formidable character, situated on a high undulating tract of ground which rises to more than 500 feet above sea level, and forms the watershed between the Somme on the one side and the rivers of southwestern Belgium on the other. On the southern face of this watershed, the general trend of which is from south-east-east to west-north-west, 
The ground falls in a series of long irregular spurs and deep depressions to the valley of the Somme. Well down the forward slopes of this face, the enemy's first system of defence, starting from the Somme near Curlew, ran at first northwards for 3,000 yards, and then westwards for 7,000 yards to near Frycourt, where it turned nearly due north, forming a great salient angle in the enemy's line. Some 10,000 yards north of Freecourt, the trenches crossed the river Ancre, a tributary of the Somme, and still running northwards passed over the summit of the watershed about Heberten and Gomcourt, and then down its northern spurs to Arras. On the 20,000-yard front between the Somme and the Ancre, the enemy had a strong second system of defence, sighted generally on or near the southern crest of the highest part of the watershed, at an average distance of from 3,000 to 5,000 yards behind the first system of trenches. During nearly two years of preparation,